Welcome back to the LVC Canteen. I am your host, Elena. And it's me, Michelle, again. So today, our guest speaker is Eva. So, Eva, please briefly introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Eva, and I'm from Indonesia. So the theme of this episode is religion, and that's why we invited Eva to our podcast. So, Eva, would you like to um, tell us more, more, more about your religion? Um, I guess you guys could see me physically looking quite different with my um, headscarf on. Yeah, it's basically a, like a symbol of a Muslim woman. Muslim is the people who worship the Islam religion. It's, it is one of the Abrahamic religion and it is closely related to Christianity and also the Jewish. So since when you start to wear the hijab or the headscarf, and what are some rules for like which part of body you gotta be covered? Um, yeah, so in general, like the rules of wearing the hijab or the headscarf um, is written in the Quran, like the holy book Quran. And um, basically it told us to cover our everything except our palm like the, the the hand part our face and also probably the feet just just until the ankle um until the ankle you should you should cover it so that that's the body part and then you should um start ideally you cover it up when um you enter the stage of it is called i, I think i only know the indonesian um term it's called akil balik Basically, it's the age where you got, for women, where you got your first menstruation and for guys where you, uh, where they got wet dreams, something like that. Yeah, um, we believe that when you got your first menstruation or like your first wet dream, it's the age where you actually be responsible for your own sin. And that's the age where you should start covering up because basically um, you responsible for your own sin and for me I started way before um, I got into the age of my akil belly like I started at the age of 10 just because like at that time it was like a, a good number you know like 10 and so my mom was like you should try and then like okay I'm trying and then um, along the years I feel like it's more I'm, I'm, a, I'm more comfortable with um, wearing modest um, clothes and hijab. Is your family all Muslim? Um, yeah, I, my close family are all Muslims, but I do know that uh, my mom's dad, uh, which is my grandpa, he's, um, he's not a Muslim, but then he converted to Muslim when he married my grandma. Is it, is it a, like a must? Um, for Muslim people to marry Muslim people? Um, yes, it is part of like, I think we believe that uh, marriage is like also like some kind of the way we show our a type of worship for from us to the, to the God. And yeah, so marriage, ideally you, you should uh, marry someone with the same religion as you are. And 
in some cases, um, like what I know from my Islamic studies, if you married someone with a different religion than you are, even like it's legal by the law, um, throughout the marriage, it's the same thing as like you're, um, you're having a sin because like you're engaged in like sexual um, relationship with the person um, and that's equals like you're having a sin because the, re- the religion are different. Meanwhile, if you married someone with your own religion um, and then you have the sexual um, relationship, it's not kind of a sin because like, um, yeah, it's, it's allowed according to the Islamic rule. So if you want to marry someone, mm-hmm. it is better like one of them who are not Muslim converted to the Muslim. Yeah. But, but then do you know any cases like any Muslim change their religion to other religions? Of course. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. And like, um, I think my country, they put, they really um, put attention on like celebrities. And there's a lot of like ce- um, news about celebrities that converted out of Islam to another religion just to marry someone. So what do you think about that? Mm, I feel like yeah, you could you could do that, you know. Um, I don't think it's something wrong mm-hmm. in terms of like you know human rights perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I personally, for now, I don't think I'll I'll have the courage to do that just because like um, Islam is like something that. I've known since I was born like it's something part of my identity the value is also like um aligns with me like I I love the religion so I don't think um I'll never I'll be in position of like converting to another religion mm. yeah but I think like some people have it hard because of like it, it's it is a really demanding one you know mm-hmm. like you need to pray five times a day and then you need to cover up it limits um, your expression in your um, fashion or like on your life and you cannot eat that drink that yeah it's a really demanding one do you pray five times a day in LPC in LPC no um, <laughs> I merge it you know sometimes for example so I need to pray in the morning and then noon around 12 to 3 and then the afternoon around um, 6 to 7 um, no 5 to 6 and between that time and then the last one is at night from seven till the next morning so like that's the window time I should pray and sometimes because like there's class right so I merged the noon and afternoon together because like I couldn't I could just not come back here and do the prayer so what are the procedures like do you need to do the shower first or like there's any requirement to the diet before you pray before doing the prayer like we need to clean ourselves um i know the the english term it's called ablution i don't know if you guys are familiar with that but yeah i think that's the english term that i know ablution and so uh basically what we did is that we um we clean ourselves with just plain water and then we start with our hands um, until the elbow, and then um, we rinse inside our mouth, um, our face, and then wash our feet. Um, yeah, 
it's basically like cleaning ourselves and that's that also explain why most of the muslims um i don't know if you if you pay attention to this or there are muslim in your blocks they only use the first stall which have like the shower because like pee is is part of like something um it's called najis it's like dirty and then the only way to make it um to make it clean again is by using water it's it should be enough and that's what we also do with the ablution before we pray make sure that we clean ourselves and then we perform the prayer do you think there's enough support um for your religion in LPC because like as far as far as I know we only have mm-hmm. the spiritual center and the spiritual supporting group I guess mm-hmm. yeah do you think that's enough support for you oh I think um, as a Muslim here in LPC, you know, we we just connect um, randomly, you know, like, oh, um, like, for example, like me and Barira, I know, I know she's a Muslim because like she wear hijab and, and she's also my friend with like a formal um, meeting as a Muslim. Um, I don't think we ever do that since also last year. Yeah, but it will it will be like something that I would like to work on. I haven't had the chance to actually organize it. Uh, maybe later on, I think around March or April, when we enter the month when where we need to fast for like the whole month. I think that's the time to really get to know all the Muslims in the campus. Should we will reach out to other Muslims in Hong Kong or just within the school? I think for for now within the school, like uh, I only had one experience where where I tried to contact outside, like, um, you know, Miriam's is also Muslim, right? And then her mom um, also keep in touch with us. And then last year we were invited to an opening of a mosque in um, TSD, and so we went there. And then we yeah we basically get to know like the Muslim community in Hong Kong, but that's the only occasion. <laughs> What do you think about the Muslim community in Hong Kong, like compared mm-hmm. to the one in Indonesia? Interestingly, when I went to the mosque, um, the Muslim community, like um, the bigger part is the, the Indonesian domestic workers. So like they were the ones who uh, make the event. Um, um, and I don't really meet... Um, any local I think mostly like even if even if they're local um they're either Pakistani or Indian mm-hmm. or Middle Eastern yeah that's what I observe okay moving on so I heard my friend saying it will be offensive to Muslim if you wear hijab in the culture evening or um, some occasions so would that be the case for you I feel like it's offensive to some extent like the the cases that has been happening in our community it's like hijab is not a symbolism of a certain part of the world you know like it's not just middle eastern and in a way that wearing that during the middle eastern um cultural evening or even like um, maybe some people want to wear it in apac because of because like maybe indonesian is like um the world's uh, most Muslim population. In a way, if it's if that's a purpose, then it's kind of a misleading purpose because like, yeah, first, um, Islam is not 
just um, entitled to uh, Middle Eastern. And I also have like a, a case where um, somebody like their hair doesn't look good. Does this person wear hijab? And like oh, when when a friend of a Muslim asked, why are you wearing hijab? And she's like, oh, my hair doesn't look good, doesn't look good today. So I just want to wear it. Um, but she's not Muslim. She's not a Muslim. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like it's, it's not offensive if it's um, if you if you're wearing it to um, if you're wearing it in a Muslim country, you know, like if you go to a Middle Eastern itself and then there's a rule where you need to wear it, then you're wearing it to abide the cultural rules mm-hmm. or the religious rule there, then it's fine. But then if in a place like LPC, um, it, yeah, you can see it as offensive. Yeah, I can see. I, I saw a news like a few days ago. It's actually a video from um, BBC, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very offensive, but I just want to like try to discuss it with you. So the content, um, the content is so, um, a porn star. Um, she's, I I'm not sure if she's um, a Muslim or not, but she's required to wear a hijab while shooting a porn. So, so when I heard of that, I just like this is just so offensive. And what do you think mm-hmm. about that? I think in terms of like film or like media, like, um. Muslim representation is in media. The people who are doing it doesn't really do much research about it. And that's why it came off as offensive. Um, of course, like um, in terms of the porn star, like it's porn. And then um, you need to wear something that symbolizes a Muslim. It's really offensive. And in another, in another case, I think it's a Netflix movie. Um a Netflix series I, f- I forgot but then there's a scene where um, this girl is a Muslim and then she wear hijab and she needs to pray in the train station but then the thing is they the the production team doesn't really research more of like how to do the prayer and so like it's just like a random movement and of course it's offensive because like if you want to if you want to do to like represent a Muslim um, do your research well Mm-hmm. and there's also like I think a series where like um this Muslim girl um love dancing but then because like she's discriminate of her hijab and her Muslim identity she took it off and like I think those kind of narration um I, I mean in a way I get it why because like wearing a hijab is something that is um it's a really strong commitment and so like if you want to convey a narration where like um the main character is having internal dilemma about it then it's 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 a good representation of that but yeah I don't think it's it's a proper story to tell I feel like um the hijab is just used um too commonly as a representation of a Muslim. Then what do you think will be other representation of Muslim? True. That's a good question. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. Like, no offense. <laughs> um, you know, um, I feel like, yeah, that is a physical ident- identification that people would notice from wearing a hijab. But then other than that, 
maybe just the the narration of like um having to having a uh, a strict or halal food dietary would be okay if um to represent a muslim so for yeah. the halal food dietary besides mm-hmm. pork is there any other restriction um regarding the halal food is actually um a bit complicated at least um from my country because like we we also have like a halal certification <laughs> and um yeah the the first thing that we shouldn't eat and people commonly know is pork and then um the second thing is like an alcoholic drink and basically any other drink that that could like intoxicated a person um in that kind of sense and then the, the next one is like any any meat that is not um slave or like any animals that is not killed by saying the name of the god yeah so i i eat beef i eat um yeah i i think i don't eat beef but not in hong kong because like i'm not certain about the way they um kill the animal yeah um and but then seafood is allowed to all muslims anything from the sea is allowed and then um another food that is not allowed is any animals that have um sharp teeth like dogs or like um maybe some do some people eat wolves but then yeah you get you get what i mean like any carnivore animal that kills other animal for their um dietary we couldn't we, we should not eat that we shouldn't eat also an animal like a corpse you know like that died before we kill them when i when i think about it i i think in general more than um the purpose of this is more of like keeping our health like um of course eating like an animal corpse is not healthy like it may decay for for like a few days and we shouldn't eat that or like eating animals that um are carnivorous animals is also not healthy i guess um and like the case with pork um is also with the is it worm i guess that's um if you, if 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 i would like to connect it to more um scientific terms those uh, restriction have its own reasons i want to share with our audience about an experience like i went out with ifa for the mm-hmm. meal and then i remember that when we were on the subway and ifa told me okay i cannot eat beef because the cattle has been to die uh, without pain and then after we went to shake shack And then Eva mm-hmm. say, "Okay, I can eat beef burger." So I was a little bit confused. Like, how can you judge? Like, I know that when you're in a school canteen, you don't eat mm-hmm. beef, but in my opinion, like those cattle are probably from the same sources, and we can't really judge whether the cattle is die painfully or not. Won't that be a case for like break the Muslim rules? Yeah, I think with beef, sometimes. um i'm not that strict because like the requirement for for beef is like it's too vague like um they need to be killed um like i mean not uh when i say not pa- painfully is like 
killed immediately. So like, let me let me start tell a story first. Like, um, we had this um a day. It's called Idul Adha, and basically we sacrifices cows and lambs, and like, um, there's also ways to, um kill and sacrifice them properly which is like immediately um cut through their throat so they immediately immediately die and um not uh, suffering that much from the killing part and um also like it needs to be done by saying the god names and with beef um yeah first like sometimes i don't eat because like i'm not sure about it um but then most of the time i'm saying yes that i could eat beef um because like i've have this knowledge from someone that beef um you know sometimes when we went to restaurant they said that this is us beef this is new zealand's beef something like that right and um they said that in those country um it is allowed beef from those um labeled countries um are allowed i haven't really researched about if that fact is true um, but yeah, that is also partly my reason why I'm not that really strict on my beef um, diet. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm not a really um, a perfect Muslim myself. So when I went to Shake Shack, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try a bit. Let's just do it, you know. So probably the last question. Um, do you have like have any change in religions before and after you come come to LPC? In LPC and UWC, I'm a, re, I'm a representative of Muslim. And so, uh, and because like I'm away from my community where, where in daily life I could be in touch with all the Islamic values and like um, all those traditions, um, coming to LPC makes me more closer to my identity and like explore it and try to understand it on my own because like on the first night I arrive in LPC like I have a conversation with my roommates that ask like why do you um decide to worship this religion and I'm like um that's that's the first time someone really asked me why and so it made me it made me really think about all the choices that I've made uh, regarding my religion uh, my decision to wear hijab and like um, all those dietary and strict rules that I followed um, for my religion yeah but in a way I discovered a lot of things that made me um, stronger to stand uh, with my choice um, so I guess this is the end of this episode. And yep, thank you so much, Aoife, for um, sharing your religion. And thank you so much for listening to the LPC Canteen. Follow for us for more updates and see ya. Bye. Bye.